0: everyone, welcome back to Finding the Messiah, the podcast where we look for Jesus Christ in everything we do. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Abel, Cain, and Seth.
1: Yeah, Or Cain, Abel, and Seth. Yes, Cain, Abel, and Seth. Okay, so to start off, I want to start with their origin story. Okay. And we're going to start off with Cain and Abel, of course. Okay, so Genesis 4, it says... Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Sorry, I thought I switched up their names (laughs) at the last second. Okay, so that is their origin story.
0: It speaks a lot on what the works was, right? Or the Mm. works of God uh, or the works for God. right? Because there's that one part where God, he speaks to Cain and he tells him, if you do what is right. You know mm-hmm. these things. You will you will be accepted, but if you do what is wrong, then how can how can that be accepted? Mm-hmm. You know, and then whoever is reading that or listening to that story, in a sense, it forces a person to look at what Abel and Cain are both doing, or what are they bringing, mm-hmm. right? And again, it brings about the question, right? And it doesn't specifically say what Cain brought. Mm-hmm. All it says is that. Abel brought his fat portions, his good portions. Right. Mm-hmm. And understanding that the only assumption or the only thing that can come to your mind is that Cain bought what was bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And again
1: Well, hold on, sorry to interrupt you. Go but for. um since you're pointing that out, I like to also point out that it says that it was the fat portions of the first born mm. of his flock, which I feel <clears throat> like is super important because it's um It's even in the laws of Moses. Mm -hmm. And then it's reiterated throughout the entire Bible. Very true. So not only did he bring like, he brought the best of the best. Yeah. Whereas like you're saying for Cain, it just says, it just, he just brought something. Yeah. So in a sense, he just brought whatever.
0: Exactly. Right. So I would say that anybody who's understanding the story or reading the story, they can come to the understanding that Cain, did not bring his best uh-huh. right and specifically with the way you're talking about the firstborn of Abel right <clears throat> was his very best for me, I feel like it's understandable again when somebody especially if like somebody has their own business or something like that, their first bo- their first thing that they like their first dollar or their first thing that they made, you know or their first creation in a sense, whether it's art or whatever else, it's uh-huh. almost they hold that as something precious uh-huh. you know it's something that you don't necessarily want to give it away. Mm -hmm. But it's what Abel gave God yeah, his best in his first first portion, Mm -hmm. right? And we understand the differences between Cain and Abel. Abel took care of the sheep. Mm -hmm. And then Cain took care of his uh, garden, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, again, thinking about the context of what a garden is, right? You don't want the bad fruit in a sense. Mm, yeah, you know, like the, the bad, Exactly right. You want the biggest, the juiciest, the most ripe,
2: mm, right? And could it be that yeah. that was
0: that was supposed to be given to God? Mm-hmm. And again, why? That's the next question: is why? Why does God require the best fruit? We'll mm-hmm. say, or the best lamb, mm-hmm. All right? And again, comparing to what Abel and Cain were doing. Abel, again, the firstborn, mm-hmm. almost his most precious thing. Yeah. You could say, one could say his heart's desire. Mm -hmm. His heart's desire was his, and yet he still gave it to God. Mm -hmm. Right? Cain, he had his heart's desire, but did he give it to God? No. Instead, he kept it for himself and gave God the leftovers.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right? And I feel like that's something any individual can, understanding that story, can kind of at least somewhat grasp or see that, that idea. Right. But again, our intentions here are to look for the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Right. So like I want to at least holding to everything we're talking about there, holding to that. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, what we saw with Adam and Eve, they were in likeness to how the Messiah how life would be as a Messiah. Mm -hmm. Perfect in the presence of God. They ruined it. Yeah. Right. And again, these were simple times, you Mm -hmm. could say. In these moments, you could say the only commandments. We'll say, for the sake of this conversation, the only commandments that there were was obey God's command, uh, which was give God your best mm-hmm. and do not kill. Yeah. In a sense, those were the only three things that you had to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Listen to God, give Him your best, and uh, don't murder. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so, in the beginning, with Cain and Abel, you can say this is how the life was like for them. Mm-hmm. They were obeying them all. And they, at the very least, we'll say that at the very beginning, Cain and Abel were both doing what was right. Because mm-hmm. they were raised by their father. You know, he told them, do what God tells you. Don't be like me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, So let's say in the very beginning. But then, again, with Abel, some people could say he had it easier. Because all he does is watch sheep. You know? And I've heard this argument before. But Cain, he has to work the land. He has to tend to it. Make sure all these things are perfect. Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like why would he want to give away the best to god you know so looking that in the perspective of who the messiah is Mm -hmm. right understanding that jesus christ again is perfect Mm -hmm. right he was the only one only person here on this earth to step here on this earth and do the will of god wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. in a sense this was the beginning of what cain and abel were doing Mm -hmm. they were both following god's commands wholeheartedly Mm Then we see the differences, right? Yeah. In the in between, Cain and Abel. Again, Cain he started having the way I see it, right? And again, the way I understand it. In order for you to say, you know what, I'm not going to give God my best, mm-hmm. right? And placing ourselves as Cain. Mm-hmm. In order for me not to give God my best, I have to I have to not trust Him as much as I think, mm-hmm. or as much as I'm told. Mm-hmm. In a sense, have a little bit of doubt in yeah. who God is—the power of God. Or I was like, "Yeah, my dad told me about this garden he was in. I don't even know where it is. I can't even find it anywhere." Mm-hmm. I was like, "So how am I supposed to know that He's going to give me all these things or yeah. He's going to provide for me?" It's like I'm just going to give Him whatever. I'm just going to do, give Him my bare minimum, mm-hmm. right? And again, having that doubt, yeah, automatically we understand this is not how the Messiah would be. Uh-huh. And we can see this with the ministry of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ is out throughout his ministry, he would always say, I do this off the will of my father. Uh-huh. I do nothing on my own accord. And these things are beautiful. We understand this is who Jesus Christ was. Uh-huh. Right. And then on the other hand, we have uh Abel, who is still, in a sense, in likeness of how the Messiah would be, uh-huh. giving God his best. Uh-huh. At the same time, we understand he's not the Messiah. Yeah. And we'll get to that point. But God spoke to Cain, he was like, Hey. What are you doing? You know what is right. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this here is ultimately it shows the call for the Messiah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because once again, Cain, he did something bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Or He was doing something bad at this moment. I gave him God his best. But God still tried showing him mercy mm-hmm. and tried giving him, getting him to come back to his to understanding and obeying his commands. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this was the call. Yeah. Right. And we can go back even to Adam and Eve. He said, uh, "He will strike at your heel, but he will stomp out his head." Mm-hmm. Right, in reference to what he gave his father uh, Adam when he said, "You're going to work the land, and it's going to provide nothing for you." Mm-hmm. Right, Cain was trying to provide for himself, mm-hmm. but it would all be for nothing if it is without God. Yeah. All right. So once again, we understand this is not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's not in likeness to this. Mm-hmm. But Cain or Cain Abel, he was doing everything by the books, everything that God was commanding, mm-hmm. right? And then Cain, he, he was told these things by God, but he still had, you can say, disdain in his heart. He mm-hmm. started having hatred for his own, his own brother, mm-hmm. right? Even his own brother. And then one day he tricked him and killed him that day. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, all that, this is exactly what, ha- what would happen to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The Messiah following the command of God, he would mm-hmm. he would be so innocently killed for it mm-hmm. by his own brother, mm-hmm. and we see this parallel with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? This is where we understand that he is fully God, fully man. Yeah, he became God in the flesh, Emmanuel. So we understand that truly his own brothers, humanity, you and I, they all put him to death because they were all jealous or had disdain for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, in that moment, where Abel dies, and where Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he dies. Mm-hmm. We see the likeness of that. We see the likeness of the Messiah. But we understand even there that Abel is not the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Because Abel, he died and sadly he stayed dead. Mm -hmm. And we'll go in depth to it. But then with Jesus Christ again, he died doing the will of God. Mm -hmm. But after three days, he resurrected.
2: Amen. (laughs) So (laughs) we
0: see even here, even with that story, I would say we see. What it means to truly follow God's commands, Mm -hmm. right? And this is something that Jesus Christ even said you will be hated, uh, you will be hated for for loving me, Mm -hmm. right? For my name's sake, uh, you will go in front of kings and governors and synagogues and they will they will hate you for it, Mm -hmm. right? And again, this is what the Messiah did himself, yeah, right? He went and stood and spoke about the truth of the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. and he was hated and killed for it. Mm right by his own brothers yeah right in a very spiritual sense right in a very like almost figurative and i say figurative because again all of humanity but in a very literal sense too because he was a fellow israelite
1: yeah i was taking it more literal yeah i was like yeah man he's fellow israelites (laughs) yeah yeah, that's true all of humanity
0: exactly uh so i think it's really cool to at least see that part of it Mm -hmm. but again the story doesn't even end with cain and abel there Wait, hold on, sorry,
1: I have to. But I was also taking it even more, literally, mm. because I was like, Judas.
0: His own brother.
1: Yeah, his apostle yeah. brother, like his immediate Disciple. circle.
0: Yeah, that's true. So. Wow. I know. Yeah, so I mean, okay. like the story, the ministry <laughs> of Jesus Christ, especially when comparing it to like the older Bible stories, I think it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Right, And again, we're, the reason why we're at least trying to compare Abel The story Mm -hmm. of Cain and Abel with Jesus Christ is, again, he spoke to the Pharisees. All the scriptures are speaking of me. Mm -hmm. Right? And, like, understanding that or at least trying to grasp that and say, dang, Jesus Christ was being spoken about even in Cain and Abel? Mm -hmm. How? And the question is, how do we look for the Messiah even there? Mm -hmm. Right? And, again, Jesus Christ is God. God is love. God is life. You know? So we look for those moments in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right? We look for the purity and uh in uh, we'll just leave it at the, the purity of who God is, mm-hmm. right? Or the purity of what it means to follow God's commands, mm-hmm. right? We saw this with Adam and Eve, we saw the purity and their nakedness when they followed God's commands and not eating the forbidden fruit, mm-hmm. but they failed. Yeah, we see the purity in what Cain and Abel were doing with following God's commands, giving God their best, mm-hmm. but they, in a sense, both failed. Yeah, you know, uh, and again, almost with all these stories. One can read it, and they they can say, "Man, humanity really sucks, you know, like <laughs> humanity is doomed, but even so far with these two stories, we have get to get there, we can't enable we see the hope for the next generation or the hope for the coming messiah mm-hmm. and again that's that's for me, I think the best part of all these stories, no matter what, no matter how horrible it may seem." Mm-hmm. There's always a hope that the Messiah would one day come and redeem everybody.
1: Yeah, the way I uh, read the stories, too, just to keep it on a a lighter note, (laughs) eh, to not get so, I don't want to say depressed, but so like bogged down with all the doom and gloom of it all, (laughs) is I look at it with the perspective of this is why we needed Mm -hmm. the Messiah. This is why we need the Messiah. So that's a good tip. Yeah so, <laughs> so you, yeah. so you don't just read it and get sad.
2: Yeah,
0: honestly. Uh yeah, that is a good thing to point out. Like with all these stories, especially Adam and Eve, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, dang, humanity really messed up. We need God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh the first murder we can say. Mm-hmm. Cain and Abel, right? It's like, dang, we really needed the Messiah. Mm-hmm. right and again the next question and once we ha- and once we understand that that humanity really needed the, needed the messiah mm-hmm. was the messiah spoken about even in that moment yes i would always 100 percent say yes mm-hmm. right and again the story of cain and abel pretty cool mm-hmm. right because um i'm not sure if i remember the whole thing but i mean were you gonna read it or no for seth no, no. What? For the next one, God approaches. Oh, no, okay, no. okay. For gonna, those who don't know, yeah. then God he goes up to Cain and he's like, "Hey, where's your brother?" Uh, and Cain saw, petty about it. He was like, "What am I? My brother's keeper?" Or mm-hmm. that we should have done that phrase. <laughs> no. know. Uh, uh, and God was, and God tells him, "I hear the blood of the uh, the innocent blood of your uh, brother calling out to me. Mm-hmm. What have you done, right?" And God knows that he murdered his brother, right? And so then God tells Cain something along the lines of you're going to be cursed from now on Mm -hmm. no matter where you go you're not going to be able to grow anything no matter where you will be you're going to be a vagabond you're going to be a wanderer for the rest of your days you're going to have no place of rest Mm -hmm. and uh and i think for you and your generations Mm -hmm. right and cain right there he realizes what he's just done and he realizes the judgment that is coming Right mm-hmm. or the what he's brought upon himself, what he's placed on his own head, mm-hmm. and he cries out to God and he's like, God, uh, this is too much for me to bear. Like I know if I go out there, somebody's gonna find me and they're gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. And so then God, he was like, All right, I'm gonna put this mark on you, and this mark is gonna let everybody know that if anybody kills you, they're gonna receive what you what they did to you, seven times over. Mm-hmm. All right, and he walked the rest of the days with this mark. And it was a sign that nobody was allowed to kill him. Mm -hmm. Right. And like just that part, again, doom and gloom, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's really cool because even in here, Mm -hmm. I would say we see the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, again, first off, looking at it in the context of what happened to humanity, Seth here or Seth, Cain here, I would say, represents humanity. Mm -hmm. Right. Why? Because humanity, because of what happened with Adam and Eve Hated God. Mm-hmm. Anything that God told them to do, humanity was just like, you know what? I'm gonna do the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And we see this throughout the entire history of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only country that has ever been okay at following God's command really is the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Everybody else worshiping everything else, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even whatever they did, you know. So if we put in the context that Cain is in reference to what humanity was like towards God, mm-hmm. humanity had this disdain towards God, mm-hmm. and because of that, they hated each other. They hated those who were innocent. They mm-hmm. hated those who were righteous. Those who were in pursuit for who God is, mm-hmm. in pursuit for who the Messiah would be. Yeah, right. And so God, He told them, because of that, you're not you're not going to be somebody that inherits this uh, paradise, mm-hmm. right? Inherits the salvation of God. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, you're going to wander the rest of the earth and you're going to try and grow everything that you need to grow, but none of it will be provided for you. Mm-hmm. In a sense, this was humanity. Humanity, because of this disdain for God and because of this disdain for the innocent, because of those who were seeking the Messiah, they would be, they would never find their place of rest. Mm-hmm. Instead, they would constantly be looking. For their peace, uh-huh. but never finding. They may try growing the nine fruits of the Spirit. They may try from growing joy, happiness, you know, peace, all these things, but it wouldn't, all that it would grow is thorns and thistles. Uh-huh. Right? And then humanity realizing this, humanity realizing that we would never have our peace uh-huh. and that we can never replicate what God has given us. Uh-huh. We cried out for mercy and we say, God, this is too much for me to bear. Uh-huh. Because if I go out in this world without you, uh, somebody's gonna find me and kill me. Mm-hmm. And again, it's speaking to me. It speaks so heavily of sin, sin and death. Anyways, mm-hmm. right? Without God, we're walking into a world where sin and death can so quickly take us over. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a heavy burden to bear. Heavy yeah. burden to say, you know what? I'm gonna do things on my own terms, and I'm gonna face sin and death by myself, and I'm gonna win. Oh no. <laughs> Because there's so many examples of people that have tried doing that, Mm -hmm. right? And it's to no avail. Mm -hmm. But again, we see at least the crying out for mercy. No matter what, the way I see it, humanity is always going to cry out to God. Mm -hmm. No matter what, humanity, they can't replace God. They Mm -hmm. can't deny, truly deny who God is. Mm -hmm. And again, from the beginning, uh, the hope of the Messiah has been cried out for, Mm -hmm. even with Adam and Eve, right? Cain and Abel is just the next people where we see that. And God, what does He do? Does He leave Cain out to dry and say, "You know what, that sucks for you"? (laughs) He didn't obey me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Instead, God said, "I'll give you a mark. I'll give you a sign, Mm -hmm. and this sign is going to show the rest of the world that they cannot kill you because if they do, they'll get it worse than what you did." Mm -hmm. Now, again, this was the hope that we were given as human, as humans, Mm -hmm. right? That even though we had a hatred for God in this sense, right? Again, He would give us a sign right and we would not truly leave be left for dead mm-hmm. right and on cain it was a physical mark right mm-hmm. but again i do believe there was another sign that god gave mm-hmm. to show cain and his family that they would not be left for dead mm-hmm. right now i believe that was with his the next brother that he had which Seth. was Seth.
1: <laughs> okay i have seth's origin story <laughs> okay if you want to read that <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Okay, and it says... Oh, this is Genesis... I believe it's 5. No, it's still in 4. 4.25. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord.
0: love it. All right? so again... God, He told him, "I'm not going to leave you for dead, mm-hmm. right?" But there was a a vacancy, you can say, mm-hmm. of brothers. Right? There was one who murdered his own brother. Mm-hmm. There needed to be hope for a a new brother, or for this context, a resurrected brother, mm-hmm. a brother that's transformed, you could say. Mm-hmm. All right, and then Adam he knew his wife again, or he made love to his wife again, and they had a baby named Seth. Mm-hmm. It was like for the for the one that was murdered, mm-hmm. right? Could it be that in this moment, Cain or Abel and Seth they represent the likeness of who the Messiah was? Mm-hmm. Abel he did everything that God wanted him to do, mm-hmm. right? And in, in this story, he did everything he wanted that God wanted him to do, and he died. Mm-hmm. Truly, he stayed dead. Yeah. But there needed to be a sign that the Messiah would be even greater than Abel, mm-hmm. and could it be that that was shown through his brother Seth? Where Seth would replace Abel Mm -hmm. as that brother. Yeah. Right? And again, we look to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has not been replaced. Mm -hmm. Truly, he did die. He did everything that God commanded him to do, and he died for it. Mm -hmm. The difference is he was glorified and he had been resurrected. Mm -hmm. Right? And again, it doesn't exclude necessarily Cain. Mm -hmm. It highlighted that truly even God had mercy towards him. Mm -hmm. Right? And that one day even Cain, the one who killed his own brother, mm-hmm. the one who was righteous, yeah. that even he too would one day be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And it's this is, this is the same thing that happened with Jesus Christ, even though his own people, his own brothers. Right? And the way I say it is even Jesus Christ even died for Caiaphas, the high priest. Mm-hmm. Right? And I point to Caiaphas because, again, he was the one who specifically said crucify him. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who specifically said, "Let the blood fall on us and our children." Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's really cool to see the story of Cain and Abel, and almost I wouldn't say timeline, but very much a parallel of what the ministry and what the trial of Jesus Christ would be. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, so many people, they would the Jewish people, anyways, of the days of Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. they would ask, or I'm assuming somebody would ask, "How do you know the Messiah was spoken about even then?" Mm-hmm. Right? How do you know that the Messiah must suffer in such a way? Yeah. Cain and Abel is such a story that tells that mm-hmm. it truly reflects how much, how bad it would be for the Messiah to die, mm-hmm. right, or to be betrayed by his own people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow, that is cool. Yeah.
0: I think it's a cool story.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, is there anything else you want to add?
0: Um. There was something in Hebrews about it so hebrews twelve eighteen through 24 right uh, just a light read <laughs> <laughs> for you have not come from what may be touched a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words the hearers beg that no further message be spoken by them for they could not endure the order that was given if even the beast touches the mountain it should be stoned so that's in reference to Moses, Exodus 19, uh, when Moses goes to get the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And it says, Indeed so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable angels in festival and festival gav- gatherings, and to assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the meteor of the new covenant, and to sprinkle the blood that speaks better word than the blood of Abel. right? And so that verse, I was like, speaks better word than the blood of Abel. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, we see the parallels between Abel and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Both of these men, their bloods were spilled. Mm-hmm. But what did the blood of Abel say versus what did the blood of Jesus Christ say? right and again it goes back to what what god asked uh cain said Uh where is your brother and cain's like i don't know and god's like i hear his innocent blood crying out to me Uh right and again we understand that the blood of abel was crying out for justice Uh what could it be that the blood of jesus christ was crying out for to me i think it speaks so much of the salvation that jesus christ cried for Mm -hmm. and again he told his disciple or he told the people he said the best thing anybody can do is die for somebody they know nothing about Mm -hmm. is die for even their enemies Mm -hmm. with the blood of abel again he was crying for the justice to be done Mm -hmm. and jesus christ he came to save even the one who killed him Mm -hmm. i think that's so cool
1: for real that's that's amazing Yeah, Honestly, there's really cool. not really any words for it <laughs> right? because wow
0: yeah so can and abel sad story but also a really nice one
1: yeah <laughs> and seth yeah and seth <laughs> don't forget about poor seth
0: <laughs> for real doesn't get enough credit
1: <laughs> for real i feel like seth is just people just stick him in there because he goes on to like make the lineage yeah all the way up oh into. yeah
0: And that's the other fun fact. Seth is a great granddad of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.
1: So, So Seth is pretty cool, but
0: (laughs) plays a pretty important role.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't have like a grand story slash adventure like Cain and Abel.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) poor Abel.
1: (laughs) Poor poor Abel. okay well uh is that it yeah i'm done okay cool well we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we want to hear what you guys think so if you're watching on youtube go ahead and leave a comment and if you're listening on apple podcasts or spotify you can leave us a review in the review section or email us at hello at finding dash the messiah.com and we hope to see you next week
2: Cool. (laughs) cool